Sex Communication, a podcast of explicit audio and frank conversation. How do we talk about sex? How do we communicate during sex? Well, if you're here now, then you're going to find out. My name is Brianne McGuire, and each week I share an uncensored peek into the things we don't discuss. Sex. 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 I can't say the word sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hello and welcome to episode 125. I'm finally back. Uh, Yeah, I had taken a surprise hiatus. It was a surprise to me and both a surprise to you as I can tell from emails that I've received asking me where the fuck I've been. Um, Yeah, still alive, still kicking, show is still going on. Just had a little pause, a little hiccup. Uh, Short answer is um, an... A new temporary work assignment is what prompted the hiatus, which was intended to be one week, uh, also because I had a birthday. Uh, And then that turned into a month. And then that actually turned into a month plus, given uh, we had some issues with our podcast host, Buzzsprout. Um, So I'm going to talk to you about all of that. And not only am I back from hiatus, I am back on the internet and apps for dating And it sucks just as much as I remember. Uh, But I do have, I think it's generous to say that they're juicy stories, but I do have some stories. (laughs) I'll let you be the judge if they're juicy or not. Um, So yeah, so today's episode is going to be a quickie one. Um, Just going to run through what's been going on and, and give you a peek behind the curtain at where I've been, what's been happening, and what's ahead. So... Uh, the first thing is, yeah, so temporary work assignment, you know, was occupying all of my time because it was a temporary assignment. I really had to double down on the work that was available and take it, and which left no time to record new content and no time to edit episodes. Uh, so y- y- the hiatus was much needed. Um, I don't know what kind of shows I would have been able to put out during that time. So I am grateful that I made that decision. Um, I do apologize that it was so sudden and without warning. Um, and also for promising that I was going to be back October 1st and now, you know, it being, what is today? The 8th. So I'm here. I appreciate your patience. Thank you to everybody who reached out and, you know, wondered where I was. That was, it was needed. I really needed it because, you know, in addition to the work thing and a bunch of other details, which I'll get into, I was really burnt out and I did not even realize how much I was burnt out from the podcast until the second week of the hiatus. Um, you know, I sat down to edit an episode and record the intro and, and outro and I just had nothing. I had nothing. Um, you know, it, it's... It's funny. So last season when I was doing the how I got off quickie episodes every week, um, you know, if anybody listened to those with any regularity, you know that my state of mind, my mood, whatever, you know, as circumstances were getting more stressful regarding the other work that um, I do outside of the podcast. Um, In other words, for graphic paint, which is our, you know, production mother, um, you know, in, in the work towards building out this new site and, and doing all this custom work with a developer. Um, 
you know, it just, it was so frustrating. It's still going on. And I hate (laughs) to say that it's still going on. And I have this deep shame that I've been feeling about it. And doing those weekly episodes, it felt almost like, almost like the, the episodes were less about sex and more of like tracking the mental impact of, of working on a startup. Um, which is still kind of the case. Um, I mean, still kind of, it, it absolutely is the case. I, it's still, it's so frustrating, you know, like the, the development work began in earnest in January. Um, you know, I was supposed to speak at South by Southwest before the, the world came to a halt with Corona apocalypse. And, you know, we were intending that, you know, our soft launch was going to coincide with that in March And then, you know, just given the world being hit by a pandemic, um, I was impacted, all of the developers were impacted, and that timeline has subsequently been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And, you know, even now, um, God, I can't believe it's, you know, already second week into October and... Yeah, I mean, we're we're nearly 100% done with the QA, and now what's left is building out the payment, uh, the whole API for the, the integration for a payment host, because, you know, the, the new site, it's going to be an online community, you know, essentially a, a, a social network without sexual censorship. And so, you know, given the needs of the submission portal and a uh, yeah, subscription gateway, and also, you know, we want to provide users the opportunity to sell their own content, you know, it's, um, it's been a lot of work finding a merchant provider that's both willing to work with me as a startup with no billing history. Uh, and that's also working in what is considered a high risk industry of adult content. So, um, there have been some starts and stops and starts and stops and, um, yeah, (laughs) that continues and it's frustrating. I mean, so frustrating, you know, thank you for all the, the new people who've signed up for the the mailing list, it's hard to tell if you're graphic paint people or you're sex communication people or both. Um, there, There is a new message that will be going out shortly, but I even took a break from that over the last year because it's just like, what am I going to keep saying? It's still coming. Oh, this time that I said it was going to be, oh, that's not happening anymore. So I'm going to say this new time. No, that time isn't happening either. By the way, but you know, it's just like, I don't want to be that person that keeps over-promising and under-delivering. I'd rather just, you know, when I have concrete information, I will pass that on to you. But um, uh, the frustration, you can hear it, I'm sure. I hear it. I hate it. Anyway, uh, so the other thing that has been happening has been a thorn in my side. So, you know, graphic paints existence, sex communications existence, all about like trying to destroy the stigmatization of sex. And in doing so, we battle sexual censorship. You know, this is the motivation for me building my own place for people to go and share content and consume content and interact with content without censorship uh, because I find it so frustrating. And given, you know, legislation of recent times with FOSTA-SESTA and, um, you know, just ridiculous things that have become part of the internet norm, um, it it carries over into podcast hosting, wouldn't you know? Um, Yeah, I have an audio-only show, no video, and I'm still facing sexual censorship. Uh, What do I mean exactly? Well, let me tell you. 
So our show is available on multiple platforms. I don't know where you're listening to it right now. Uh, If you're on Spotify, thank you for hanging in there on Spotify, but fuck you, Spotify. Uh, They'll probably take down this episode for me saying that. Um, Probably going to cut that out. Anyway, maybe not. I'm on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We're trying to get on Amazon. It takes a long time. And when I tell you the next part of what's happened, you'll understand why there might be some lag in my availability there. But Podchaser and CastBox and blah, blah, blah. There's so many. Um, But the other part of having a a podcast is, well, where is it hosted? Some people host it themselves. They're very tech savvy and they can build their own website and code it themselves and host and not have to worry about anyone else's bullshit. And kudos to you. Uh, When I started, I was hosting it from Squarespace, which Squarespace is pretty hands off as far as, you know, dictating what content is kosher and what is not. So like that. Um, But they have a limit to how many episodes that they will hold. It's a 300 episode limit, I believe. So I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't our uh, forever place, right? I was going to have to find a new host at some time. So, uh, you know, in between first and second seasons, I used that opportunity to actually move to a professional hosting service. And I chose Buzzsprout. I was paying for this service. And Buzzsprout, uh, over the hiatus, uh, kicked me off. Uh, I was paid up until October 7th, so <laughs> they allowed me that time uh, before removing my my podcast. But uh, it was, pr- uh, I guess, prompted by the fact that Spotify has been taking down some of my audio porn episodes. Not every audio porn episode, which I do not understand the rhyme or reason behind why some episodes and not other episodes. But nevertheless, they've been taking them down. And every time they take them down, Buzzsprout as my host would forward me the takedown notice. Um, It's happened a handful of times, at least three, possibly five. And it was just like, okay, they took that down. That sucks. You know, the audio porn episodes, uh, surprising to no one, you know, there are the highest... Uh, they have the highest rate of downloads and, and, and listens. Um, you know, so it was frustrating, but you know, like, what am I going to do? I'm still available in all of these other places. Fine. Um, but then with this last time they sent me an email, well, a message along with the forward that was like, you're in violation of Buzzsprout's content policy as well. And you have until the end of the month to find a new place. So have fun with that. And it was such a like enthusiastic fuck you tone to the the message. I was really taken aback by it, but whatever. Um, did my research. I had initially moved to Simplecast, um, based on a thread I found on Reddit, even though it was four years old. Um, at Simplecast was very adult friendly and their customer service team was so great, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and, and, after reading the terms and conditions very thoroughly for every single host that you hear about, um, yeah, they were all mentioning pornographic material, which, I mean, it's audio. You're hearing people have sex. Like, I am still like, yes, I can understand the reasoning behind saying, okay, this is pornographic material, but also like have a little practical sense of it. It's fucking audio. Who is it hurting? Anyway, bygones, 
Uh, so Simplecast, <laughs> they don't have that language in their terms and conditions. They do have that language for a, uh, like an added service where you can you know, integrate with uh, advertisers, sponsorships, whatever. That service does not allow you to have pornographic material. So, okay, right there, it's like, if I use this service, I'm still never going to be able to do that. Um, then I, you know, I'm paranoid at this point. I don't want to go through the trouble of moving it again because, you know, it's not just redirecting an RSS feed. There are all types of content that come along with every episode. There are tags and descriptions and, uh, you know, write-ups and this, that, and the other thing. And different sites don't really play well with each other. So I'm essentially recreating all of that every time a switch happens. So... I'm reaching out to the the Simplecast customer service people and just, you know, saying, look, you know, I've read word for word your terms and conditions. Can you just tell me like, and I'm being super transparent. This is what my show (laughs) includes. We do episodes with audio porn that are recordings of real sex. Uh, You know, is this going to be a problem? I just had this problem with Buzzsprout. I'm trying to find my forever host and I just want to make sure I'm not going to run into this in the future. And they just would not say yes. <laughs> they kept saying, you can find all the answers you need in our terms and conditions and sending me the same link. And me replying and saying, yes, I have that link. I've read it all very thoroughly. And I still have this question, like, can you just assure me of this? And finally, after going back and forth several times, the best they could say, well, if you really have questions still, then you should consult a lawyer, which was like, <sighs> Who recommended their customer service, really? Because this is a very unpleasant exchange. Whatever. Um, They had a free trial period, so that's where my podcast was sitting for about a week. And it was was not sitting well with me. I was not enjoying that exchange, and it did not, you know, make me feel confident that I was not going to run into any issues. And I was also frustrated that I was never going to be able to pursue you know, advertisement spots or sponsorship opportunities with their services and also realizing, you know, I hadn't, I do not have a sponsor now. I don't have advertisements. This is completely bootstrapped, you know, but it hadn't even occurred to me that when I go down that path, that this is going to be a factor. Um, yeah. So anyway, the search continues. I'm a part of all sorts of podcast support groups kind of on Facebook and everyone's always asking, what host do you recommend? Why do you love your host? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're always, always, the thread appears every week in every group. Anyway, so I was reading the comments, uh, you know, now, because it's more of an interest to me, given the situation. And people are throwing around the name Red Circle, which I had never even heard before. So anyway, long story is still long. I'm on Red Circle now. Um, their language does not include anything with pornography. Um, and they also have an advertising built in thing, whatever. And that service also does not mention the word pornography. So I feel pretty confident that this is hopefully my forever host. I, uh, you know, there are, do seem to be some limitations with, you know, not customization, but the ability to embed multiple episodes. I can only embed episodes at a time for my own website and whatever, which is frustrating. Um, You know, but maybe that will change. Uh, I'm I'm more concerned that there's stability where I am and that I can continue to offer this show to you without, without these pains in the background. So yeah, that happened. That was happening. And hopefully things are pretty much settled. Um, 
But anyway, given that, you may find that if you're going to back episodes that, I don't know, it's it's still a mystery to me exactly how these things exist and are available on the different platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and the information that's included with every episode. But there might be some missing information, missing tags, missing descriptions. I don't know. But all of that is... It's on my my uh, you know my horizon. I'm aware of all of these things need to be you know kind of examined and finalized and corrected if need be. So that's out there. <sighs> anyway, so the dating thing. Uh, uh, I hate it. I mean, I hate dating in general, right? But I swore, what is it, four years ago now that I would never ever, 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 ever go back online. And here I am. Like, they are app-only specifics, although I have, like, the start of another OkCupid profile. Like, I haven't even completed the the sign-up, but, like, it's a browser tab I have open. Anyway, so I'm on Bumble and I'm on Hinge, and they suck. And I've met... I've had... uh, like an official date with one person and a a meeting with another that turned into a makeout session in a car. And, you know, all of my, uh, (laughs) my, my caution in the pandemic went out the window. I mean, I didn't fuck the guy in the car. Um, but it was more cause like, you know, dude, you're a fucking stranger. I am not into the, like, let's meet a stranger and have sex. Like kudos to you. If that's your bag, man, it's just not my bag. Um, I, I don't judge you. I'm that sounded a little judgy probably, but it's more of just like, I, I, it's frustrating to me that there's an expectation of that built into these apps. And certainly like, God forbid you ever bring up the topic of sex, you know, it seems to, do nothing but indicate to the person you're communicating with that you want to have sex right now and nothing will get in the way of that and nothing makes any difference. You just want to have sex, which is not the case. Not the case for me. Um, I can only speak to my own experience. And anyway, so this person that I had the makeout session with, um, you know, things were were promising. We were had this whole... Um, Is it still texting if you're in the app? Whatever. We're communicating with words via the app for a few hours. And then we move to FaceTime. And it's good. Conversation is lively. Like, you know, he's he's really attractive. He lives in my neighborhood. Um, Yeah. So I was really excited. (laughs) I was really excited. And, uh, you know, this was like... uh, 11-ish, right? Past 11, approaching midnight. Maybe it was already around midnight. And he's like, look, we live really close to each other. Why don't we meet, you know, someplace in public and just smell each other, you know, and see if like the whole pheromone thing, if we're a a physical vibe match for the other. Um, So we know that right off the bat, because we had plans to go out on a date the next day and, and theoretically the day after. And, um, this was on a Wednesday And, you know, that makes sense to me because, you know, like I know from experience, you can have incredible sparks with somebody that you've never met that you're just talking with either on the phone or talking with over email or text or whatever. And then when you meet the person in real life, eh, internet spark doesn't mean shit, right? Maybe they smell bad to you. Maybe there's just something about their voice or their presence or whatever that just either rubs you the wrong way or doesn't rub you at all. 
Um, you know, so this is a, a, a big litmus test. And, and I, you know, I don't like wasting my time. <laughs> he seemed, you know, we seemed aligned on that fact that, you know, not knowing how we would vibe in real life, like th- there's a limit to how far you should go with your time and effort communicating with the person if, you know, there's this unknown hanging over the situation. So let's get that unknown out of the way and see if it's worth, you know, meeting for the date, for continuing conversation, etc. So he... <sighs> I still want to ask questions. You know, I meet a person. Yeah, he smelled good. The physical vibe was good. We were like kissed immediately. Here I'm like coming out of my apartment. I have a mask on. Uh, Then all of a sudden we're no mask. And then I'm sitting in in close quarters inside a car. No mask with a person during a fucking pandemic. And just given how cautious I've been this whole time and how like I am not fucking anybody. I am not going to see anybody. I'm not kissing anybody. Like here I am. Biggest fucking hypocrite. Anyway. I made that bed. I'm willing to lie in it. Uh, I still feel fine. It's a week later. I, I haven't had any symptoms, so I'm hoping. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, we're in the car. And now that we've started kissing, like all he wants to do is kiss. And like, he's trying to fill me up. We basically second base, right? Also, I saw his dick because the other thing, um, you know, I'm. you might be aware that I am a size queen. This is my preference, right? It's my preference. Um, I feel like I have to keep stressing it because I still get hate mail about (laughs) about this topic. I have written two pieces about this topic specifically, and both the comments and direct emails I get are like, you are the reason why men kill themselves, and you're a terrible, horrible person, and blah, 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 and on and on. And I I respect that not everybody agrees with me. Um, And I'll can get into more of the whole size queen issue. But anyway, given that I own this fact about myself that I am a size queen, and that I do not like to waste my time, when I was creating my profiles for this app, you know, when you think about the information that's worth including, worth communicating to a potential suitor, what do they need to know? And I don't know, it just seemed logical to me that I share that I am a size queen. Because for not only for my own good, but, you know, it just, it's a good filtration process, right? If, if anybody comes to my profile and they're intrigued by my pictures or my, my wit or whatever, uh, and they've, you know, they don't have a giant penis and they, they know it and they see that, like, they don't have to be hurt and I don't have to be hurt. Well, I'm never in trying to be hurtful, but people get hurt when it's like, this isn't working for me because, you know, we're not physically compatible. And yeah. So anyway, I made the tough decision of including that information on one app more vaguely than the other, but still like putting that out there. Anyway, I'm just trying to be transparent. And uh, it's funny. And another thing that happened over the hiatus was I had a conversation with somebody who, who reached out to me because of one of the two pieces that I wrote about penis size. It was a man who, um, you know, describes himself as being poorly endowed. I mean, his words, how did he, I really should use his exact words, which are escaping me now. But anyway, he doesn't have a big penis is what he said, essentially. Um, and just wanted to have a conversation about it. 
he was not at a place where he was ready to be recorded, so I don't have that as content for an episode. But it was a fascinating conversation. And it turned out, you know, we get through this conversation, he's talking about being with women, and then it comes out that he's actually bisexual and, you know, fools around with men too, which changes everything. And funny, funny thing, size is an issue for him when it comes to men. Okay. <laughs> um, it was just a funny twist. But anyway, we were talking about, you know, would you want to know? Which is, you know, having that conversation with him was a big motivation for me being like, yes, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to put this information in my profile. Um, because you know, it would be helpful, you know, you'd, some, according to him, <laughs> as a source, he would rather know, um, you know, and he, he described times where like he hadn't slept with somebody yet and they're, they're still kind of meeting each other and feeling each other out and like him trying to get a read on that, that situation. And also describing too, that, uh, in his experience, men with smaller penises t- tend to date smaller women because women with more petite frames, you know, not surprisingly have like, you know, their entire internal vaginal system is smaller in relation to the proportions of their body. Um, I'm not a tall woman. I'm 5'7", but I do know from going to the gynecologist from years that I have a very deep cervix, which is probably, you know, a contributing factor to the fact that I enjoy the feeling of a bigger penis more than a smaller one. Um, so anyway... Yeah, physicality does does play into it and whatever. Like, you know, some guys want to know what your bra size is and that's not any different. Anyway, okay, so, you know, off that, that soapbox. Anyway, so we're making out in his car and he doesn't want to answer any questions anymore. And, you know, he's like... Ugh telling me that I'm, I'm being so negative because I'm like trying to look for something wrong because I'm asking him questions, trying to get to know him. And also, you know, simultaneously, this is the first time we're meeting in person. Also really kind of want to make sure you're not going to skin me or rape me or kidnap me or, you know, whatever. I'm already in your car. You can very easily just like drive away and chop me up into little bits. Um, so yeah, reasonable concern trying to rule this out. And <laughs> uh, so while we're going to second base and like, he's getting more like, yeah, I didn't really say you could do that. Like, okay. Yeah. We're, we're holding each other. Uh, we're kissing. Okay. There's a little bit of groping, a little more groping than I'm into. And I'm bringing up, you know, consent. Then he started like asking permission. Well, can I touch your breast? Well, okay, fine. But then out of nowhere, he like took my breast out and put it in his mouth, which was not an unpleasant experience, but certainly not expected. And just kind of like, what the fuck is going, what am I doing in this car? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, uh, he knew that I was a size queen. So, you know, that was another thing, like the pheromones, like is his dick going to be big enough? And man, did he misrepresent half the description <laughs> of his penis. He, he did say it's very girthy, which was accurate. It was very thick, uh, but it was very short. Um, and I had asked him specifically because I had asked him about the length and he, and he estimated seven inches, which he had already copped to lying about his height. So I already didn't believe that. Um, so I, I tried to ask him a more practical question, which was, well, when you're having sex from behind and you're thrusting in and out, does it pop out? You know, is it popping in and out, popping in and out? Um, which is something that I, I find with 
men with smaller penises, like that position is not ideal. Um, of all of the positions, that's definitely one to avoid if sleeping with somebody that has a smaller penis. Anyway, uh, and he said no and was seemed mystified by it, which was a good indication. But anyway, his seven inch claim, I'd say more, was like three and a half. But I'm also looking at it from the top at an angle. Maybe it was four and a half. I don't know. Also, like, is he including his testicles in this length? Like, where are you getting seven inches? It definitely was not seven inches. Anyway, that aside, um, you know, we kissed and he, like, he came, he, like, jerked off and this was all in the car and, and that, that was, that was my night. That is the most action that I've had since the last person I slept with, which I think was in February, but I can't even remember for sure. Uh, I don't know. Um... Nice, friendly guy, young kid. I think I talked about it on an episode. Maybe not. Anyway, it was good. Um, he was so young, so young. 24. Actually, I think he was 24. Whatever. Lives in a different state. Doesn't matter. Um, I'd do it again, but uh, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> the point is, it's the fucking pandemic. And unless you live with your partner, like... Getting action is difficult, you know? And, like, where is your line? Are you dating? Is dating just virtual? Are you meeting people for dinner? Are you meeting your friends for dinner? Are you are you hugging them? Are you kissing them? Are you sleeping with them? Like, what are you doing? I'm so curious. Um, and, you know, it's just, I'm, my mind is still spinning and how my own situation just kind of changed. My own boundaries and like, you know, dictates of what I would and wouldn't do. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm, whatever. All of those suitors of the the first week, I'm like kind of, eh, I feel really mad about, so I'm not going to pursue them. Um, and yeah, I, (laughs) it's frustrating to me that, you know, putting size queen in my profile is probably hindering or giving, even if it's somebody that, that is, you know, more well endowed, I guess is leading, but like has a bigger penis, you know, are they put off by that? But then again, that's a filter. I mean, I'm, I'm open about this shit and, and, you know, I'm trying to not talk about before we actually meet what I'm doing with these projects because, you know, people don't understand. There are definitely assumptions I can tell that they're making once they learn this information. But, you know, I I need to be with somebody that's accepting of all of these things. It is understanding and not going to judge me for them. So long road ahead, probably. Whatever. Anyway, apps suck. They suck. Uh, I'm also like very actively looking for work and in a place now where like, um, I need it and I want it. I needed it before and I was looking, I've been looking for months, but in my heart, I had this, this feeling that I was not supposed to be getting hired because I was supposed to be focusing on the projects. Um, and now I've, I've, I don't know. It's, it's a mix of thinking differently about the situation and being more positive and believing that, you know, the connection of my name to these projects is not holding me back, but also, you know, being realistic that when things are up and running, I, I don't know when I'll start being profitable from it. It could, 
be three to five years. You know, I follow a lot of startups and VCs and um, people in that world on Twitter, and, and they're always posting about things like that and, and problems with projections and valuations and, you know, the mistakes that entrepreneurs make. And, and I'm just trying to, you know, observe as much as possible and take in as much information as I can. And, and I just realized, you know, my attitude really needed to change and it has. So I'm very actively looking for work and, um, you know, creative director work, design work, still willing to do, you know, freelance projects. I've I've been doing a few over the last months, but like not enough to rely on. And like, that's another thing that's defeating and it contributes to the burnout feeling, which I know so many of us have got to be going through right now. Like whether you still have your job or you don't, just all of this has been incredibly taxing emotionally, financially, um, you know, whether it's impacted you directly, surely it's impacted your friends or somebody in your family. Um, you know, this is just a tough time, man. It's a tough time, but whatever, the show's back. So at least you have this to look forward to. We do have some audio porn in in the in the vault, in the stockpile, but I need more audio porn. I want more audio porn. I know you've got it. Somebody's out there is having sex. We want to hear about it, hear it. Literally, we want to hear it. Um, and yeah, you know, still that call for interviews. If you, you have a story to tell and I, you know, you email me and I email you back, like maybe there are some people that never wrote back and they, they wrote me and were interested and it's like, where'd you go? still interested, still got that time, you know, like really want to build this stuff back up. Uh, just to give you a heads up about some things that are coming, uh, before the hiatus, I had recorded an interview with a registered sex offender. So that's coming. That was a very interesting conversation. And actually, uh, this person has their own sex podcast. They have, uh, they were convicted. They did their time. They've come out, they wrote a book, uh, and they started their own podcast about sex that, you know, uh, like why we don't talk about it. So there were some interesting, <laughs> interesting conversations. I mean, certainly we dove into on my show, his history and how we wound up where he is. Uh, but I just recorded an interview for his show. And in that conversation, we were talking all about censorship and, and what the, uh, the results of not talking about sex, what, what is the impact of that, both positive and negative, if there is any positive and how they can be changed, you know, both through conversation, um, through sex ed, you know, feelings about pornography and censorship. So it was a good conversation. And um, I don't know if his episode on his show is going to come out before his episode on my show. Um, but I will let you know about both, but that's coming. And yeah, much more exciting stuff to come as well. So thank you everyone for hanging in there for your patience and acceptance and love. And I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like more information about the show, visit us online at sexcompod.com. That's S-E-X-C-O-M-P-O-D.com. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email me at sexcompod at gmail.com. I am always looking for new sex audio and people to interview. It could be you.